Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Paddy, I completely forgot all about my production duty there because I was just eating the nicest sandwich I think I've ever made myself. Um, I was telling Paddy about my, my grilled cheese, Clowman's Pickle, which is something I picked up today, and the last remnants of a beautiful ham I cooked yesterday, and I grilled it under the under the grill, and it's absolutely savage. So while I was waiting for Paddy to jump on, I was delighted because it may, I just got the cheese perfect. Anyway, we're not here to talk about my cheese sandwich. We're here to talk about um, Aston Villa's preseason. I'm delighted to have you back, Paddy, because, uh, as I say, um, it's been an interesting preseason so far, one that I think has massive amounts of positives on it, and uh, one that I'd love to get your, your views on. But before I do, Paddy, congratulations. This is a winning podcast um, <laughs> in Ireland style. My team won the hurling uh, All-Ireland, and Paddy's team Dublin won the football All-Ireland. So all we need now is Villa to go in and win the FA Cup, and we'll be absolutely delighted. Oh, win, win the league. <laughs> win the league. Win the league. Yeah, yeah. Win the league. Let's just let's just go win the league. Why stop at the FA Cup when we can win the league? Ah, yeah. Look, it's it's exactly. brilliant. It's uh, it, it was a it was a great week for the two of us, I suppose. You uh, you uh, you um, podcasting from the side of the road in Dublin. Unfortunately, the timing of the kickoff didn't suit me doing it yesterday because uh, I didn't see any of the match, so I couldn't come on and do your uh, your your after match. But now that I've actually seen the game. Having come home last night, stone cold sober after the All Ireland, and had a couple of drinks nice. while watching while watching the match and while watching the Sunday game, and uh, yeah, all good, all good. It was, a, it, was a, it was an enjoyable Monday, I have to say. Okay, yeah, I had one of those last Monday as well. I had an enjoyable Tuesday and an enjoyable Wednesday, and yes, 
non contrary to popular belief, um, when I was doing my team sheet tension from what was deemed Kabul or the cave or the back end of Baghdad or wherever the hell it was, and it looked like I was in a war zone, that was in the um the beer garden of a pub I was in celebrating, um, still celebrating on, on the Wednesday. Um, and that's why the snail was still there. The snail was still celebrating as well. But no, great times, Paddy, great times. And I, and, and I genuinely believe and hope that um, Aston Villa have some great times ahead of them under Una Emery. And this preseason trip, Paddy, I think, you know, a lot, a lot of people maybe had different expectations. Um, and that's fine. As I've always said, I'm not here to tell anybody how to be a fan or I'm not here to tell anybody what to think. Um, but um, I really got a lot out of this preseason. Um, I saw a lot of positives out of this preseason. And I just think it was a, just a brilliant competition. That's really, I think the Americans are going to be, uh, you know, licking their lips at this competition. And I think Aston Villa are the team that have come out of this. With probably with probably the most uh, the most kudos out of it over the whole the whole uh, week long venture. Look, before we before we even get into the football, I'll have I'll have a little rant about what what fans do and and what they say. And and, and if, if I I think I think the time has come that we just scoop by these tweets and not retweet them and give them the the whatever they're looking for. Uh, I saw poor Justin being abused today for celebrating the cricket. Now I. Don't know anything about cricket and don't know what happened, but uh, somebody retweeted him slagging him off for 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 celebrating England doing well or whatever they did in the cricket. And it's just like, what what's the world coming to when you when you can't just enjoy yourself and put up a nice tweet without somebody doing that to you? And look, I've, I've seen some strange stuff over the last twenty four hours, um that I, I some some of them are people just looking. After twelve weeks of no football, looking looking to moan about something, some of them genuinely don't know anything about football from what I've read, and then then you have the the people who are just happy to have football back, and I I think in my heart and soul that this has already been the best preseason I can remember, given what we have achieved in the last week of getting all those players through three games. Mixing it up a bit, which you know, in in preseason is is never great with all the subs and everything because it disjoints everything. It costs you to to lose to to ship goals. It loses the shape. You, like you saw, you saw uh, Thomas Frank yesterday trying to change the shape in a water break, and they go out and can see three goals, bang, bang, bang. It's just a strange time, but. The, the ultimate goal here is that in two weeks' time we line up against Newcastle and we are fully up to speed, fully fit, and everybody knows the role within the team. And we're getting there. And he's tried a few new things. We, we've we've enjoyed watching what he's tried to do with the fullbacks, what to do with Pau Torres, and what an amazing way to start a season. Wondering what way, what what is what is best choice defence and what what is best choice at, at centre half. And to have the strength and depth that we have. Now, I do know we're a couple short. I do believe we're a couple mm-hmm. short. But there's a few people put their hands up in this preseason. Um, the likes of, of, of Jaden Philogene Bidace has had a great preseason. Is probably the one person that stuck their head up and went, yeah, look at me. I'm a man now. I'm ready to play big boys football. And he's been great. Um, I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed seeing the likes of Omari Kellyman come into that squad and, and, and really... Especially the first day, you know, shoot the lights out, and that, and that's that's what you hope to see from this. Obviously, 
um, what people don't see is you, you're, you're training in that searing heat. Some of those players are doing, the, the ones that were playing less time, some of them are doing three sessions a day. So you're going to make mistakes in preseason. You're going to give away silly goals. And that is absolutely fine with me. You know, I certainly wouldn't be losing any sleep with conceding three goals to to uh, to Brentford and getting a three-all draw in a match that doesn't really matter. Obviously, it would have been nice to be bringing that trophy home, but would it really mean anything? Would we remember it? Would we slag it off like we do with all the previous ones that we won? Um, and and most people just forget about it, you know, after after them lifting it up. And, and there's nearly a sense of embarrassment. I watched Chelsea lifting it, lifting it with a sense of embarrassment around it because it's one. But... Having said that, there's nothing embarrassing about what they've what they've done out there in the last week and how they've really um got the, the American public to warm to to football as we call it. And I'm looking forward to uh this being a regular occurrence because I think it's really good for the game. It's really good for our fans around the world. Hopefully they move it to different parts of the world, but keep the format that they have going. Um I enjoyed every, enjoyed everything about it. I, I enjoyed the three games. I enjoyed. I even enjoyed staying up an hour and a half extra on Wednesday night, waiting on the other one to start. You know, and and enjoying the the crack and everything that was going back on 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 social media, talking about what the hell was going on because Sky Sports were showing reruns of, of playoff finals and nobody knew exactly what was happening. So, um, look, it was good. Um, it, it, it's a good week. I, I think Unai Emery is on, was on that flight home last night, happy with the week that he's put down. And I, I think the intensity that, that that those three games have brought will stand to this team going forward. And we'll start to see a more settled look this week, given that this will be hopefully a typical week in the life of Aston Villa for the next six months in that we're playing Thursday and then again at the weekend. So two quick games in 48 hours and a travel to Valencia in between is, it is Valencia, isn't it? Or is it Villarreal? Valencia. Valencia. See, you nearly yeah. got to the end without that. You nearly finished your sandwich without me asking you a question. Um, I was hilarious. Yeah. If, you, if you guys didn't see me laughing, I was going, this is definitely the longest I've ever shut up in a podcast. It's because I'm <laughs> stuff on my face. I'm not so, yeah, so they've, they've, they've got to line up with a strong team against Lazio and put in a good performance. This is all ramping up towards this week. And for me, to get the bulk of the business done, to have everybody back and firing on all cylinders and ready for this week ahead is important. They're, they're all they're all back in training again tomorrow and they'll be getting ready for Thursday and I can't wait for it. I, I just think it's brilliant. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We nearly brought it in on time, Patty. Um, <laughs> I agree. Absolutely, I I think, and people know my thoughts on on this uh, summer series. I think it's been fascinating. I think it's been great for Aston Villa. Um, I watched some of the coverage on on um. Oh gosh, I can't remember what it was. I didn't watch it in Sky. I watched it. In, it was at a Peacock or NBC. I can't remember which one. But, but I think both were covered. Were were showing them, and all the pundits beforehand, before the Villa game or after the Villa game were asked. It was before the Chelsea game, after the Villa game were asked. Uh, which team has really come here and kind of grabbed it and really grabbed the the um, people's attention? And they all said Villa. They all said that it was a case whereby, you know, Villa came. They played with great freedom. Um, they had. It helps when you've got an Argentinian winning. Uh, you World Cup winning goalkeeper, specifically, well, I suppose, when you're in, in in Orlando and you've got uh, a heavy um, Spanish speaking population. There was a lot of Argentinians there in Argentinian jerseys. Um, exactly. Obviously, I suppose yeah. as well after coming up from into Miami, from or you know Miami, not a million miles away from Orlando, um, coming up there after seeing um, uh, Lionel Messi as well. You know that's one of the reasons why Inter Miami have signed Lionel Messi is because those shirts will go like wildfire in the state, you know, and really raise the the profile of football. But having Emmy Martinez there also raised his profile of football. But it wasn't it wasn't just because we have a World Cup winner in our squad. We scored and had very, very entertaining games. All the games I thought were entertaining. Like, and yeah, we conceded goals. That's okay. So did other teams. Mm. You know, the exercise out of this was, as you said, they were probably training, tra- training three times a day, um, and their days off. You know, and 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 it's done in the specific way whereby those games are there. Like the people are starting those games with with um, with miles in the legs already. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with it. And I'm okay with, um, you know, specifically, I'm okay with playing the high line. A couple of teams getting past it. Now, would it be brilliant if if, if, the, if this did, or if it, it'd be brilliant if this didn't happen, but the fact that it did happen, there's tweaks to be made. And those tweaks would be made. It's all part of the part, part and parcel. It's like someone, someone, sorry, Patty, you know, I'm going to go going to go in here in a, a moment just on something, but uh, I read something somewhere. I don't, I think it might be one of the comments last night. And this isn't having to go at anybody who, uh, at the guy, the person who said this, because I don't remember what it was, but. It was kind of like elite teams don't make excuses. Elite teams don't concede goals. So, something like that. And I don't want people to go back. Like This isn't a, a criticism on this person. I don't want anybody to go back and put anything underneath this comment. Okay, We do not have pylons or anything like that. That's not what this is about. But it got me thinking. And it got me thinking about the, the, um, the expectation level. And it got me excited. It got me excited in a way whereby, you know, one manager comes into the team. One man has come into this team, really, and has, has completely turned it around. And in a way, if some people are, weren't happy, maybe that's something that they can be used, that, that is a positive because we now know and we now see what we have. But, you know, that, that that's kind of what I'm thinking. But we're not an elite team yet. But to go and play against teams like this in preseason and hopefully be able to learn from it, bring it into the season... And if we go and we win the first game against Newcastle at the start of the season, that can be our first step towards becoming an elite team. And when I say an elite team, I mean like a, a top a 
persistent top six team in the Premier League because if you're finishing in the top six in the Premier League, you know, you're going to have a good chance of winning the Europa League. Um, and if you're finishing in the top four in the Premier League, you're going to have a good chance of getting out of your group and being in one of the top eight teams in Europe. And that's elite to me, you know. So um, that's where we can strive to be. But it's it's preseason tours like this and it's games like this and it's playing against top opposition and, and it's just holding on to a fucking amazing manager that we have. Um, yeah. is what's is what's really going to do it now? That cheese sandwich was brilliant, <laughs> Paddy. Talk to me. You mentioned about Philogene Vides uh, and, and and so on, but I don't think you mentioned Musa Diaby at all in your in your conversation there. Talk no, to me about I didn't. Him. <clears throat> I didn't. Um, and like, what what do you want me to say? It's it's early days yet. Um, he obviously looks like the real deal. He's he's lively. He's quick. He's skillful. Um, he knows where the goal is. Um, I think what really impressed me with the with the with the go- the first goal the other night was the fact that he had taken a bad touch and yet was still able to readjust his body and fire and fire the ball home, which was which was excellent. Yeah. The ball came up and hit his knee at one stage, and he just readjusted his body for it. And and to me, that's the sign of, of a top class striker that doesn't uh, miss the target and then turn around you just see a sour face you know because of it he just readjusts his body and the mindset is there for for scoring goals and he scored another good goal last night as well so um it's great to have him in there it's great to have something different it's great to have um it's great to have what seems to be and and the one thing that people know i've heard nobody mention is that a trip like this will bring great togetherness within a group like that they spend they spend a lot of time with the fans. They they've really engaged with the American um, Lions Club networks over there. We had Emmy Martinez and Emmy Buendia in in um, Philadelphia with with the fans. You know, it, all all of these things are, are all brilliant for for the club. Um, there's a whole new wave of that's, American fan. Af- that's after true, Paddy. Sorry, sorry to cut, cut across you there, but oh. that is true. It did feel like there was a bit more access to the to the to the team from broadcast media from fan groups and stuff like that i, I could just be, it could just be recency that it's, that's reminding me of this but um i if i remember rightly there was only one of the trips in the, in australia if i'm not mistaken whereby uh, the fans got real access to them now i could be wrong on this and i'm well open to, to interpretation but the fact that john john townley gets to sit down with elmo the fact that they do that little piece in christian benteke there was a small bit more of an openness to the club yeah. this year, I think I, I could be wrong. As I say, once again, it could be recency, but I, I I enjoyed it. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and and look, that 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 could be the the Chris Heck influence as well. It, you know, the, to to create that feel good factor around the, the the North American Lions and and you know even Juan Pablo Angel being being there and a part of things as well. There was a whole lot going on. Um, I actually found it very hard to follow at times because there was so much happening and people sending me so much stuff. But uh, I spoke. I spoke to a guy over the weekend that he he went down to Philadelphia to meet a friend of his and stay with him, and he brought him to the match. The guy took the week off work and went traveling down to Orlando and back up to DC with him and had the, the time of his life because he was absolutely blown away by what happened in Philadelphia. So all all of these things are all good. But getting back to the point that I was making, that, that there, there seems to be a feel good factor amongst the players. They got to spend a lot of time together. In, in in the group and and this this is only going to be a good thing for the for the people who are involved in this tournament because there, there's 
because the games were so relatively close together, you weren't on long haul flights. You were you were on a couple of hours here and there to get to get down to the other games, and you know basing themselves in DC was a good move. They got good training facilities at DC United, so there was a, there was a whole lot going on with this trip. Um, this week is going to be very interesting to see to see what he does against Lazio to see who's available. Um, we've obviously a couple of players still out as well in in Jacob Ramsey and Alex Moreno, which will feel. In the middle of September, like we we've we've we'll have a, a re-energized squad with those two players coming in pushing for pushing for a starting spot. So a lot a lot of things uh, a lot of things in play, and it 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 can only be positive for the future. And I think you know it, it from what we've seen, I think is the best possible pre- uh, preparation for the season ahead. I agree. I agree. Um, and I haven't even, haven't even mentioned the fact that we played three Premier League teams. You know, this wasn't going to play, with all due respect, Minnesota United like we did a few years ago. This was going to play three teams who were on the cusp of Europe this year or in Europe this year. So, you know, good good quality op- opposition. Uh, played ridiculously well against Newcastle. Played well at times yesterday. A little bit slower paced against Orlando. May have a lot, of, a lot to do with the weather yes. and everything that was going on there as well. So... I, uh, in our in Orlando against Fulham, yeah. Um, so they got to, they got to experience a lot. Um, one thing I haven't seen mentioned either when they were talking about control and bobbles. I see, see Ollie Watkins one bobbled in front of him yesterday, and he put it over the bar. Pitches are very dry. That pitch yesterday was really really yeah. dry. Yeah, even, yeah. even I think that us. Of course, um, they wouldn't have the same watering systems because, as far as I know. There's a plastic pitch underneath that, isn't there? Isn't is it a four G pitch that they play American football on there? So a lot of these things you don't even think of when when it's going ahead that there's there's a temporary pitch there in place, so it wouldn't be the best of surface to be playing on. So they're they're coming back to, funnily enough, what will be a lovely surface to play on in Walsall and a brand new pitch to play on in uh, in Villa um, Park. Park when they get back in a couple of weeks. So everything everything is aligning for me. Just. Another couple of another couple of signings, and I'll be very very happy. Speaking about signings, Paddy Richie Ryan asks here. I've I've had my say on this. I've had my say on the whole Olsen situation here. But what uh, Richie Ryan said, really hope to get a goalkeeper in this window. Not convinced on Olsen, in my opinion. Not questioning Emery's better judgment, but any thoughts? Uh, what do you make of that? Because I've um I've spoken about this and uh in, yeah. in in a previous podcast, and I can reiterate it for some of for some people who haven't seen. But I've heard, I'd like to hear your thoughts first. Well. At the at the end of the day, we we have made a decision to trust the manager, and we've given him full control of the whole football inside of things. So, us as fans, while we can't, we we all can't say, yeah, I'm totally convinced that Robin Olsen will be adequate backup for Emmy Martinez. At the end of the day, if the manager decides that on the 31st of August that nobody has come in and bought Robin Olsen or no one was looking for him or we haven't brought in another goalkeeper. If he decides he's the backup keeper, we probably need to change our attitude at that stage and get behind him because it will feed into his uh, psyche, I'm sure, for the season ahead. So if we if we as fans can get behind him and encourage him, I think that would be the best way of looking at it. Um, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to tell lawyers and say I'm totally happy with it. I, I, I think it's a huge step down between Emmy Martinez and Robin Olsen. And I think the bulk of, of, of fans would think that as well. But um, to have, a, to, to get a, a backup goalkeeper is very, very difficult. 
it's it's one of the hardest signings you can make because they know that they're not going to say enough, they're not going to play an awful lot of games, they're not going to get game time. On the other hand, there's a good chance we're going to see Robin Olsen possibly play two or three games if we get into the group stages of this uh, Europa Conference League. Um, I don't agree. Oh, well, well, that's neither here nor there. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, depending on how the fi- fixtures go, if we do enough in the first two or three games to qualify, then the return fixtures you will see yeah, as flattering yeah. of people to to come in, fulfil the fixtures, and get us over the line into the knockout stages, and then you probably won't see him again. But he's our goalkeeper. We we need to get behind him. I'm not going. I'm not going. As I said, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I don't believe he's good enough to play. 10 or 12 games in a row at the moment in our team. And my biggest fear is somebody coming in with stupid money and Emmy Martinez getting his head torn or Emmy Martinez picking up an injury that will see him out for 10 or 12 games. And that's my biggest concern. Obviously, the manager has been given, entrusted with the responsibility of doing this. He obviously believes that he has adequate backup in uh, Robin Olsen, judging by the comments that would be made over the last week. And if that's the case, we've just got to row in behind him and 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 uh, make him feel as welcome and as supported as we can. Yeah, um, and just the snaps of my view on it as well. Look, I, I think that the uh, comments Emery has made have been, um, there's a potential for them. And this is not saying John Tony did it or anything like that because he reported what Emery said. But I think there could be a misconstruing of it from the point of view of this. Um, I don't think it's a priority to buy another goalkeeper that comes in here and have three goalkeepers earning, like, if, if by all accounts, Robin Olsen is earning 40k plus. I don't think you can have three goalkeepers earning 40k plus. And I know it might, might only be small, small uh, potatoes in, in um, greater terms, but the big thing here, I think, for, for Unai Emery is he doesn't want a bloated squad, doesn't want an overinflated squad. He knows he's got transfer budgets to work with. He's got different priorities. I think a striker or another forward player is a priority. I think a right back is a priority for him at this moment in time. So I mm-hmm. think when, when when asked um, at the time, he answered, he goes, listen, look, Robin Olsen is fine. He's staying here. So essentially what, what I would take from that is unless Robin Olsen leaves, we're not going to replace him because it's not a priority for him at, the, at, at this moment in time. Uh, yeah. Robin Olsen has played seven games for Aston Villa, conceded, I think, 17 games or 17 goals. Um, mm. And that, but we've we've spoken about how Unai Emery has made players better, um, outfield players better. Uh, we haven't really given a chance to, to for for uh, it to be seen if Robin Olsen can play better. I don't know whether he can. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not trying to, you know, put lipstick on a pig here. Like, um but uh, we haven't really given that a chance. He's only played seven games, and we've. And I think, as I said, the biggest thing here for Una Emery is that he said we don't. We're not looking to replace him. I think his priorities lie other other places. Um, you know, if it, it's going to, I know people say, you know, we can sign people on free transfers and stuff like that. Yes, there there could be like I know you mentioned Tom Heaton and everything, Paddy previously. Um, at the moment, it doesn't look like Tom Heaton is moving from from Manchester no. United. <clears throat> Um, and unless we and Tom Heaton ain't going to come in here and sit in the bench for you know for five 5k a week, you know, so I think it's really just an allocation of funds. I think it's really an allocation of squad positions and squad num, uh, you know, numbers in our squad. I don't think he wants three three senior goalkeepers in the squad, I think he wants a young goalkeeper. Uh, to, to uh, albeit he did 
he would have he would have put three goalkeepers in the bench last year if he had a chance uh, some, in some games. But I think he wants young goalkeepers to be that third goalkeeper. So I just think that he does he feels it might be a potential waste of a spot because he probably wants to you know may not be able to 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 move on Robin Olsen in the short term. But the priorities lie elsewhere. I think he just answered the question honestly. No, at this moment in time, we're not looking at moving him on. At this moment in time, he's going to be our, sec- our second-choice goalkeeper. I think it was very much a press conference answer, and it's led to a lot of tweets and a lot of minutes talking about it and a lot of column inches talking mm. about it as well. But I think it's very much that that's the context. And I'm not saying that anybody yeah. reported on it purposely left out that context. I think it's no. a man, man speaking in his second language who just answered the question as matter of fact as he possibly could. Yeah. He does have an awful lot of faith in Philip Marshall too. So I don't think he's overly concerned about that department. But on the other hand, I think if someone came in to buy Robin Olsen, I think he'd sell him. But, you know, there's a a lot of cogs in, in order to replace goalkeepers. And it's one of the hardest positions to buy a player in. If you, if you look, if you look at when Peter Schmeichel, retired the trouble Man United had with goalkeepers for years and you expect they could just go out and buy and 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 be okay. But like if you look at the likes of Taibi and Bosnich and and, and and they were all just a disaster for them. So you just don't know what you're gonna get. Like Emmy Martinez could sign for Real Madrid and have an absolute stinker. That happens. It it can make it can make a good goalkeeper turn into a bad goalkeeper overnight with the pressure. So he's he's uh we we've got you know, an international goalkeeper as backup. He's more than happy to be there. As I said, if if on the 31st of August, in a month's time, we're sitting here on transfer deadline day and he's still there, we've probably got to change our attitude and get behind him when he's between the sticks. Absolutely, absolutely. And as you know, Positivity Podcast here, and the, as long as you're not the man wearing black in the middle of the field, as long as you're not the referee, Positivity Podcast <laughs> usually here. Uh, here, and we will we will back Olsen, and we will call him out if there is any mistakes made, just like we would call out any other player when there are mistakes made uh, as well. Um, Paddy, I suppose very very quickly, who would you've liked to see more of this this uh, this preseason uh, within the squad? Or is there anybody there that you feel haven't seen quite enough of, or maybe somebody that that kind of the the, the preseason passed them by? Well, there's there's two to stand out for me, and maybe they're not as obvious as you think. Um, I didn't think Philippe Coutinho looked fit. I did it. I I thought he looked. Yeah. I thought he looked slow and old. But like once yeah. again, from all the training videos he did, I actually think he looked almost. This is going to sound very much Gerard Houllier to to Gabby Bonhar, but I thought he was he looked too bulky or something like that running around the field because he obviously isn't heavy. You know, I just don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it because I thought so too. Yeah, um, and and the other one that that stood out for me that still looks, uh, I think I think we discussed this last week, but um, Diego Carlos still looks like he needs a little bit more time on the pitch. He he just he just looks like either he's just a little bit off fitness, which I doubt. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt, and then. The other side of it could be that he's still protecting himself against that injury and watching every move that he makes. And because of that, have having played with injuries myself in the past, I know that you lose a split second like that when you're concerned about an injury, that you're thinking, should I turn that way? Should I not turn that way? Should I make that challenge? Should I not make that challenge? Mm. So he's probably not completely back to trusting that that Achilles is, uh, is uh, completely up to speed. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. I also think there's a big piece whereby 
you know, you can be in and around these players, but until you actually start kicking football at them as well, you know, what I mean by that is if we're mm. passing out from the back, just you do need to have that simpatico. And Tyrone Mings has it, uh, like uh, Ezri Kanza has it, like we saw Pau Torres being moved out to the right to the left hand side. You know, he doesn't have that simpatico to be able to pass out from the back uh, just yet as well. But Diego Carlos was very firmly centered in the middle of the middle of the of the park. I think the nervousness that he had was when the ball was at his feet because he was still trying to figure out where Douglas Luiz makes his run, where Bubakar Kamara yeah. makes his run, and so on. Mm-hmm. One thing I did like from Diego Carlos, what game was it? Could have been the Fulham game. Where Somebody got in behind him and he busted along to get back and he just bullied him out of the way with a straight arm. Uh, got the <laughs> arm across him, bullied him out of the way, turned him, knocked him on the ground and then just took the ball away from him and moved on. And I went, that's the kind of enforcer kind of that, uh, you know, that we expected him to be. Um, but I'm, I'm not like obviously not concerned about it or anything like that. I just think it's it's very much uh, preseason yeah. stuff and you got to, got to iron those things out. But there's a, um, there's a few people mentioning Bailey in, in the comments there, but I, I, I would consider that a little bit unfair considering he came in in the middle of it all. And, somebody and, mentioned somebody mentioned Archer. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Archer as well, and exactly the reason. Si, I would have loved to have seen Archer start one of the games with the proper first team behind him because we've got no like. We're pinning a lot of hopes on Cameron Archer. I keep on saying this, and it sounds like, and I've had people DM me going, why are you so down on Archer? I'm not. I think he's a fantastic striker. You'd want to have your eyes turned inside out, not to think that he's that he's a very, very good talent. All you do is watch him for the England of the 21s and watch any of the goals he scored in the championship. Uh, what I'm saying as well is almost exactly what I'm going to say about Diego Carlos. Um, Cameron Archer with the full first team behind him because we need to have a backup striker to Ollie Watkins. And this is what makes me think that we're going to sign another striker and they're going to be not a spring chicken. They're going to be somebody who's a wily old fox that's been in there as well, that's been in around the trenches before. I just haven't, I've, I've had that premonition before, no in, inside information or anything. But I'd love to have seen Cameron Archer there because you can see he's running is fantastic. He, he runs great lines like in Ollie Watkins. But when he's gotten on in games and when he's when he's uh, played in games, you know, sometimes the game has been tired and the passes have been tired or the passes have been disjointed or or, or whatever, you know. And I, I, I would love to see him get some get I'd love to have seen him get some minutes starting. Um because it's it, no matter what anyone says, coming up from the championship last year, it still will be a step up because he was playing in a team from Middlesbrough who Albeit at the time he joined, weren't in a very fortuitous, favorable position, but they were expected to be high up. They had some good players, and they have somebody who's proven to be a really, really, really good manager. Um, a step up to the Premier League is, is his natural step up for him now, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him doing it. I would have loved to have seen him with uh, with, with, with uh, mm-hmm. something approaching a first 11 behind him. Um, at From the start of the game, that maybe had their game planning in there for him specifically for runs and so on, uh, because sometimes when it gets disjointed like that, like, Aston McPhee and the guys can be there with their clipboards going, I want you to make this run. But then all of a sudden, Brentford make six substitutions and you're going, who's going to be running here now? Like, it's it's yeah. it's literally impossible. It's impossible to yeah. have any pre-prescribed stuff uh, when you're making six and seven substitutions at a time in, in a half. So, um, And, and it's, it's not over yet. We, we may we may still see that happen in the next couple of games where Archer gets a start with, with, oh, with yeah. those goals. He did well against Fulham. Like he yeah. did, I thought he did yeah. well against Fulham. And, um, you know, I wouldn't take anything away from him. But as I say, it's like 
you've got your first 11 and Archer starting up top. We know what Ali Watkins can do. And yes, Ali Watkins needs to play himself into form. That's one of the negatives with Ali Watkins. You know, he does need to do that. Um, but I think Archer, and I think we need to see what we have in Archer as well because he's exciting and people want to be excited by him. And he, he looks like he's chomping at the bit to take his chance in the Premier League too as well, which is fantastic. Paddy, absolutely. We, 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 we do something nice. Do something do nice, nice. Let's do something nice. Let's do something nice. So everybody, you, I said I'll put my teeth in and say it again. You will remember that we were, we had, we're running a competition to give away a Moose the Abbey shirt. So let's pick the winner of that Moose the Abbey shirt right now. Let me share up my screen. I have preloaded the. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Tweet. Yes, I have a preload of the tweet here. Um, mm, mm, mm. The one thing about Twitter, it makes me look like I'm on porn sites here with all the, that, that stupid sign. Um, <laughs> if you're looking towards the top there, for Jesus' sake. Um, anyway, we have our tweet here. It's loaded up. What you do is there's one winner selected. You must follow uh, Love McGrath Pod at Love McGrath Pod. And you must have re retweeted this. So let's move forward. Oh, no. Where's it going? Do you want to share that? No. Am I not sharing it? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> add this to stream. So um, so add it to stream. Now i got to open it up here. So let me pull that out of there. So perfect. So basically, we've got all the entries in here. There are what? Uh, 628 entries. Best of luck to everybody. I'm going to do a, a, a going to continue here. And I'm going to pick a winner right now. So I'm going to begin the draw. I, can you guys still see this? Yes? We can, uh, yeah. Can begin draw. So creating the draw, the draw's winner is Saudi Land, whoever that is, is Saudo. If you are a real person, which um, I hope very much so that you are, um, you are the winner of our Musa Diaby shirt. Get in contact with us. Looks like you've got Jam again there in your profile. So um, get in contact with us. We'll send you a Musa Diaby jersey, either a home one or an away one. Um, and uh, I think they're on pre-order at the moment, but we will send you that. So thank you very much, everybody, for your for entering. And uh, so do or so, yeah. See, look, Saudi land. It just makes me feel like I may not be a real person, you know. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if it is. If not, um, I don't see no. Bardell, Bardell. <laughs> okay, so Bardell, we're going to do that next because we do have another one. For those of you who did not win the, the Musa Diaby shirt, um, and if Mr. Saudi Land isn't a, a real person, we will redraw that um, based on um, on who has, uh, has entered it. So we also do have some other news. You guys may remember that um, we are doing a live podcast. I actually... Dan, I liked you when I said I joined the gym three weeks ago. I joined the gym today because there's some serious timber needs to be shifted before I go up on stage here, I'll tell you that much. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going on stage looking like Johnny Vegas. Um, but uh, 
So we have a live podcast coming up soon on the 9th of September. It is starting at half two in the Laughter Lounge in Dublin, and it's sold out. And you may be wondering, why the hell are we are telling you guys about that? Because we haven't announced who our last and final guest is. So you guys know that Mr. Dan Bardell, a broadcaster extraordinaire, who's doing a fantastic job and flying the flag for Aston Villa and Sky Sports News. Uh, genuinely, Dan, you're doing a superb job. Really, really, really great to see you there. And I wish you all the best, especially with the new branding of the 1874. We have Max and Simon from Villa on Tour, who will be probably thankful they're coming to Dublin, not, not uh, to the States, because they'll have less jet lag. Although they'll probably have sore heads coming home from Dublin, but they'll have <laughs> less jet lag. Um, we have the wonderful Deck Pierce from Today FM and Black Rock and Beats. If anybody's on Twitter at all, you know Deck and how much of a big, massive Villa fan he is. But we also have somebody else that we are going to, uh, that is going to come to the podcast. And we want to announce that tonight. So everybody, the fourth and final guest for our podcast is none other than the wonderful Mr. Ian Taylor. And I've just captioned him as legend because that's what he is, an absolute <laughs> legend. And I use the picture here of him signing for Aston Villa because I remember the day that he signed for Aston Villa. And if I, I remember the day he signed for Aston Villa. Um, and then the next week afterwards, there was a, a poster of him in Match Magazine. And I can remember the exact poster. And you know what? If I was to look at my attic, I bet you I have that poster in my attic um, still because I still have all the posters I had from my um, from um, my old bedroom in, uh, in in a box upstairs in my in my parents' house in an attic. And uh, I had a small poster of him from that from from that time. And then later on in the year, there was a big center. Uh, you know, one of those four-page posters that you could take out as well of Ian Taylor. And I definitely have that because I came across it about two years ago when I was in the attic. So I uh, might dig them out and put them up behind me here in homage <laughs> to Mr. Taylor. But yeah, we've got the wonderful Ian Taylor is going to be coming over as well uh, to the podcast. And the podcast is sold out. Or is it, Paddy? Or is it? Well, it is sold out. But there is an opportunity for you to come to the podcast. So I'm going to be putting up a tweet later on. We have... Two sets of two tickets to give two lucky winners. Um, and we are going to be keeping an eye out on Twitter and all the social media places because we are going to be giving away two sets of two tickets to two lucky winners. And the only, ca the only catch is we aren't paying for your flights and your accommodation to come over to it uh, if you are abroad. But if you're in Ireland or if you happen to be in Ireland for that weekend and you can make your way to the Laughter Lounge on the 9th of September 2023 at half past two, we will be giving away uh, two tickets to two lucky winners, um, two sets of tickets, shall I say, to two lucky winners uh, to have you there for tonight. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's, it's, it's amping up now, Paddy. It's only, what, what's that, 30, 40 days away, 39 days away? Yeah, I like like ev everyone is is slagging me now, Neil, because uh, only us two little short arses could pick five fellas to come on the podcast who are well over six foot. <laughs> yeah, so going, yeah, we're going yeah. to be little and large on the stage with all these big guys around. Us. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be like fucking Schwarzenegger and Devito from that film <laughs> Twins for for us for the majority of it out there. We'd be like we'd be like henchmen, or they'd be like our henchmen, Paddy. That's what I that's what I always say. One of my best mates is about six 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 seven, and he's a he's a, he's a giant and. Uh, that uh, I used to, uh, whenever we would go shopping for 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 drink, I'd always bring him with me so that he could reach the, the stuff in the top shelf. And it was people might think that's embarrassing, but there's great satisfaction about having a henchman. There's great satisfaction of having a henchman. 
<laughs> the big tall fellas in Bond movies were never the real even villains. They were always the henchmen. That's you got to remember that, Patty. We got to, we got to, we got to, yeah. you know, we got to big ourselves up as well. If you excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> yeah, a couple of comments there, Neil. Poor James Carr was one of the ones that messaged today to say that he couldn't go after buying his ticket. So it's, it's one know. of his tickets that you're going to get in in, in this draw. <laughs> so uh, he's yeah. obviously good, but he's not going to meet Ian Taylor. And a few people have asked this question. Yes, and the answer is yes. It will be filmed. We 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 do have a professional, not not just our laptops or our phones. We will do it properly, and everybody will get to uh, to experience it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we videographed. Although without any guests, it probably will co- become two podcasts or even three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a long day. Well, it's going to be about two. I think is it. We've we've the venue for two, two and a half hours. Can't remember what it is, but we're going to make use of every second of it anyway. Because I'm really looking forward to it. Now it's going to be a bit of crack. You never know. I might even bring a grilled cheese sandwich on stage with me again and just chow down while while you guys are chatting as well. But uh, I won't be sharing anyway. That's one thing for sure. Um, <laughs> but no, looking forward to it. And uh, and Dan, thanks a million for everything you've done for us as well, and and and, and helping us out with the with the organising and, and 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 so on. And I'm looking forward to to chatting with you as well. Um, and uh, on the night too. Uh, so thanks so much for that. But it's going to be great. I I'm really looking forward to it, Paddy. I really am. But so really, if you are going to be in the vicinity of it, or if you know somebody who's living in Dublin who hasn't got tickets, or if I know there's people who haven't got tickets, um, as well, we'll be giving away two sets of tickets to two lucky people and um just look watch out on social media uh as i say the big caveat is we ain't paying for your accommodation we ain't paying for your travel that's it we're we're not the late late show here if anybody in ireland knows knows what's going to come next we're not the late late show here we don't we don't have a barter account um unfortunately yet so um it's uh it's it's unfortunate you have to make your own way to the gig we might stand you a point though if we're if we're drunk, we might your point. Yeah, as long as we're not in Temple Bar, that is <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, the, actually, yeah. For anybody who is coming from from overseas, if you are coming to it, and I know there's quite a lot. I think I think at last count there was like thirty people coming, or 20, 25 or thirty people coming from 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 Birmingham. Don't get caught in the Venus flytrap that is Temple Bar after seven o'clock, because the price of a pint goes up on the hour every hour. So don't get caught in the Venus flytrap. Is Temple Bar go there in the morning and that's it? Uh, <laughs> Dad says the tales wants people to buy him buy him drinks to give to to Dan. Yeah, I say, I, 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 who who am I to who am I to say that that may not be true? Who am I to say that that may not be true? Um, but yeah, look. So uh, keep an eye out on social media for that. Um, tweet will be going out tomorrow. Um, and it'll be retweeted uh, till kingdom come by us anyway. Um, so we'll probably announce the winners uh, this day next week. Um, but if you know of anybody who hasn't got tickets, let them know to watch out for that tweet and follow us on Twitter as well. Follow us here. Give us a subscription and, and, and follow here. We've had a ball of them, Paddy. We've had a bunch of 500 people subscribe to the podcast in the last week. It's been bonkers. Been absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So thank you so much to everybody um, for that. Um, really, really appreciate it. Right, I don't know. Is there anything else left to talk about, Paddy? We've talked about everything. We've given away our our the the shirt to Saudi land, um, which I oh did anybody? I'm gonna have to go back and watch this podcast again because I clicked out of the the tweet generator thing there, so I don't even remember what his uh, what his handle is. So at Saudi underscore land, I think is what it was. I'm gonna have to contact you on Twitter to see if uh, see if you want the shirt. Uh, but if he doesn't, um, we will redraw it again. But um, thanks a million, everybody. Paddy, have you went into 
finish on? No, not a thing. Great. Well, good. I had a, had a most productive podcast here. We got to give away stuff. We got to announce stuff. And I got to eat my cheese sandwich. So I'm a happy boy here. Um, thanks so much, everybody, for watching and for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Um, hit the like button be, before you go. Hit the like button before you go. Yeah, yeah. Smash the like button, Paddy, is what we're supposed to say. Smash. On, on YouTube. But, yeah. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. Everything you do for the podcast. We'll be back again. Um. I there, it, there might be a dearth of podcasts is that the word there might be a lack of podcasts from Wednesday to Sunday because uh, I may have no internet um, where I'm going I'm going away for a few days I may not have no internet but um, if I can get on the phone I will will do something and Paddy will drive the bus here from this side so there could be more um, uh, cave podcasts going on uh, over the over the next few days but it's going to be an exciting few days and uh, hopefully we see some incomings and we probably will see some outgoings once we hit back in BHX. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be one of those uh, one of those preseason weeks, I think, in Villa. And we should all be excited about it. Right, yo. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great rest of your Monday evening. And until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.